0: When I started boarding school, it was incredibly hard for my mum. If you imagine, I was just 11 years old. i just turned 11 and they lived in Brazil and I went to boarding school in England down south um, and she had to say goodbye to her daughter and it was incredibly hard. But one thing that she did and that she prioritised was every single week, I received a letter from her. She faithfully wrote, often with photos of my younger brother and sister or friends that I had out in Brazil, things that were going on, letting me know what was going on. And yet I was awful. So there were no phones at this point where my parents lived. They didn't have a mobile. There was no landline, so they couldn't do that. They could occasionally call me if they went into town. They could use a friend's landline and call me on um, the payphone at school but we didn't have emails. And so the, the main form of communication was these letters. And I was awful. I, I I think one year I sent one letter in the whole year and I was just awful at replying. And there were reasons, you know, it, it was quite a lot of effort to go out um, from the boarding house and go into town, to the post office, to get the right stamps to send to Brazil, um, I Had to have the right money on me. Um, I had to write the letters when there was loads going on the whole time at school. They were all excuses, reasons why basically I didn't communicate. And it might have been that I was trying to block it out so that I just didn't think about it, so that I didn't miss them. Whatever it was, it was excuses. And looking back now as a mum, I feel awful for the way that I treated my mum. And I think one of the things that I misjudged was how much my mum wanted to hear from me, how happy she was to have contact with me and communication with me. And I think if I'd fully understood that, I would have written more often. And another thing that I think I um, forgot about or took for granted was who she was and what she had done for me. She'd carried me for nine months in her belly with morning sickness and all that that brings. She breastfed me for two years, um, which is unheard of almost nowadays. Um, She had cooked for me, cleaned for me, lost sleep over me. She taught me for the whole of primary school, not just for a lockdown, for the whole of primary school. She had home taught me um, where we lived in Brazil. She had been my Sunday school teacher, my church leader, All sorts of things that she had done for me. And I think I took that for granted because I think if I had fully appreciated who she was and what she'd done for me, I would have taken, made it more of a priority to communicate with her. And we all know how important, in theory, communication is for our relationships. Um, one of the first things that you get told when you go to marriage prep or marriage enrichment courses is how important a date night is, a regular time when you set aside to just communicate with each other, to spend time with each other, to chat. Um, With kids, whenever you get tips on uh, raising kids, you get told how important it is to spend time with them, to listen to them, to talk with them, to have meals together and spend time talking and not just give them stuff and put them in front of a screen. But actually, communication is so important. And we all know how during the pandemic, the efforts that friends have gone to, to maintain communication with each other, to be able to communicate in some way or another, to keep these relationships going and how important it is to us and to them and to the relationship. And yet, sometimes, like I did with my mom, I sometimes take certain people for granted and make less effort. And I've been struck lately how we do this with God. We underestimate how much he wants to hear from us. We forget who he is and what he's done for us. And we make excuses as to why we don't, or why we've run out of time, why we don't communicate with him. And it's crazy, isn't it? The one who knows us better than we know ourselves, the one who loves us more than anyone else who gave his life for us. And yet we forget or we run out of time to spend with him. In Psalm 116, verse 2, the psalmist writes, Because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I shall call upon him as long as I live. This is the attitude that I want to have. An attitude that says, if God is saying he wants to hear from me, he's inclining his ear to me. If the creator of the world is wanting to talk with me, therefore... I shall call upon him as long as I live. That's where I want to get to. And so I wonder if today you'd join me in stating our love for him. And just like I have to in every relationship at some point or another, let's remind ourselves of who this is and why we want to spend time with him. And then let's look at our priorities and move him to the top. And look at the implications that this has on how we spend our time. And let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Confidence to approach him, to talk to him. Because he wants to hear from us. Because it's incredible that he, being who he is, still prioritises a relationship with us. And because... He understands what we go through day in and day out because he's been here and continues to be here with us if we let him. Let's not hold back.